Welcome to Vape Village, the podcast for the Victorian Association for the Teaching of English. My name's Ernest Price and I'm the Education Officer at Vape. We'll be using this podcast feed to spark discussion and connection within our community. We would like to acknowledge that this discussion happened on the lands of the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations and to pay our respects to Elders past, present and emerging. This week, I spoke again to Karis McEwen, the Children's Book Council of Australia Victorian Branch President, CBCA Book Awards Judge for 2020, and School Librarian at Richmond and Paran High Schools. Karis is going to be a regular guest on the podcast, sharing recommendations for young people who may have more time on their hands to read. Please enjoy the discussion. Hello, Vape Village, and welcome to the second of our interviews with the wonderful Karis McEwen. In case you have forgotten since last time, Karis uh, has many titles to her name. She's the Victorian Branch President for the Children's Book Council of Australia. Um, she was a judge in this year's CBCA Book Awards, and she also runs two high school libraries at Richmond and Pran High Schools. So hello, Karis. How are you? Hi, I'm good. Thank you. Thanks for having me back. I feel like it takes a very long time to introduce you, though, because you do so many more <laughs> Uh, so we've uh, been really lucky to have Karis agree to do some regular book recommendations for us during term two, at the very least, hopefully maybe even longer. Um, so we're going to touch base with Karis every couple of weeks uh, to get some new recommendations for the young people in your life who are inside and hopefully uh, taking the chance to read a little more. What do you want to start with today, Karis? Let's start with a couple of year seven and eight recommendations again, if that's okay and with you. Let's do it. Great. So the first one I wanted to recommend is a couple of years old now, and probably people are pretty familiar with it, but I feel like it's so great that I want to recommend it again. And that is Sister Heart by Sally Morgan. So this is um, an incredible verse novel. It's uh, the language in it is very sparse. I don't know if you can see that in the light, but there aren't very many words on the page, but it does have incredibly rich imagery in those very few words. So it's an affecting fictional account of a young Aboriginal girl stolen away from her family and taken to an institution far away from home. So it's a stolen generation story. It's a story that will absolutely break your heart, uh, but also have you believe in the power of finding human connection through hardship and exploring the strength that we may be able to draw on in the face of true tragedy. So the stolen generation story that I believe should be required reading for all young Australians in particular. It's absolutely perfect for an English text at year seven or eight. And I've also seen it work um, seen it used really well for EAL students in year seven and eight or even older. Fantastic. And I think at the moment, one of the things that seems to be working really well um, with young people are books that they can then connect to other forms of inquiry. So they might be reading it for an English class, but obviously with a work like that, they can connect strongly with a really important part of the history of the land we live on. Um, so that might be a useful point of connection for teachers or for um, parents or carers to make with that text as well. Exactly. Awesome. What's next? 
So the second one I wanted to recommend hasn't come out just yet. It comes out next month, but I did uh, get the chance to read an advanced copy. So I would love to recommend this to everyone. It's a debut novel. It's called The Secret Library of Hummingbird House by Julianne Negri. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, it's a really beautiful middle grade novel, which tells the story of Hattie. She's a young girl who is navigating the separation of her parents, which she calls the big split. Um, as well as the impending demolition of her favourite place in the whole world, which is an old three-storey mansion that, in her words, hums with strangeness. So what follows is a time-slip adventure with a really lovely contemporary spin. So while this is perfect for fans of magic realism classics like The Secret Garden or Playing Beady Bow, it's also set in the inner north of Melbourne. It's set in Brunswick. So the setting will feel really familiar to a lot of young people. Uh, the writing is really authentic and the narrative explores some really weighty themes, but with plenty of lightness and humour woven throughout. I absolutely loved it and I can't wait to give it to my students. Fantastic. And I like the idea of getting on board with the text that's coming out um, for those people who still have access to some of the wonderful independent bookstores that are doing deliveries at the moment, if that's possible in your household. So fantastic. What's the third one you've got there? The third one I've got for this age category is also one that came out last year. It's called Sick Bay by Nova Wheatman. Again, might be quite familiar to some people already. Uh, it's a really quiet story about friendship. And while I love all the magic realism and the adventure stories that are available for middle grade readers, I also think it's really wonderful when the stories reflect the lives of their readers. And I think this is done probably more often at a young adult level. So it's nice to see this kind of story for the younger middle grade readers as well. So Sick Bay is a heartfelt and reassuring look at what it means to accept yourself when you are on the cusp of your teenage years, which is obviously um, a really interesting time. So Sick Bay follows two relatable protagonists who find themselves in their school sick bay for two very different reasons. Um, and the book is written from alternative points of view. However, we sort of see how their lives intersect um, in that last year of primary school on the brink of high school. Um, and I think reading about that time period can be really useful for young people who've just started at high school. Um, I think sometimes they're so sort of pushing forward, rushing forward into high school that they miss the chance to reflect a little bit on what an important moment that is for them. And I think also given that they're sort of a little bit cut off from their peers at the moment, that might be a really good read for them to get some of that exposure that you're talking about. Exactly. Awesome. What about our older readers? Yeah, so for years nine and ten, I have three other books to recommend. So first of all, I've got How It Feels to Float by Helena Fox. This was shortlisted for the CBCA Awards this year. So this book does come with some trigger warnings as the narrator in it is coming to turn coming to terms with her identity as well as her own struggles with mental health. And it is quite a visceral and haunting exploration of mental illness and grief. Uh, however, it is also a really compelling and important story and it's told with a lot of sensitivity. So I think it is a book that should be read. Um, the writing is really clever because at times it's quite foggy and confusing, which is tied into the lack of clarity surrounding the narrator's diagnosis. And this sort of um, confusing atmosphere adds to the tone of the novel and works really well to the advantage of the story. So it's a really clever literary device that gives the reader a lot to unpack. 
Um, and the novel does take the reader on a really complex and personal journey, but it never becomes didactic. And I just think it's a fantastic exploration of a topic that is becoming increasingly relevant to young people. And again, it might be a nice book for an adult to read alongside a young person as well to open up some difficult discussions or to, I guess to support them navigating those difficult discussions as well. Absolutely. I think it's one that if a student is reading, it would be fantastic if their parent or their teacher reads as well, like you say. Awesome. What's next? The second one I wanted to recommend, I just cannot say enough good things about this book, Ghost Bird by Lisa Fuller. Uh, it's absolutely fantastic. I think it, it made its way into the world fairly quietly, um, but I really want it to be read super widely. So uh, please get yourselves a copy of this book. It was shortlisted for the CBCA Awards this year as well. So it's a haunting story of racism and small, small town prejudice alongside themes of family history and culture. And it's told with an absolutely um, authentic Indigenous voice. The story unravels through the eyes of a 16-year-old girl, Stacey or Tace, um, after the disappearance of her twin sister. So it's a mystery, it's a thriller, and it combines action and suspense, but also fantastic insight into life in the top end and really lyrical descriptions of the tight bond between the two sisters and the, their community. And, and really interesting explorations as well of how past generations pass on their beliefs and their wisdom to their descendants in, a, in an Aboriginal context. So I would absolutely love to see this on school text lists for 2021 at maybe a year nine or 10 level. And again, if um, I think one of the, the opportunities that young people have at the moment is to read a range of voices and a range of contexts within an Australian literary landscape. Um, so that might be a really good recommendation for young people who are looking to engage with some of that Indigenous li literature and also sort of history um, mm. that, that makes its way into literature as well. And that's another one that I think certainly has literary merit but is very accessible for readers that are looking for something that's quite fast-paced and includes those mysterious and, and sort of thriller genres as well. Absolutely. I'm very excited that the uh, second series of Mystery Road has just started on the ABC. So yeah, I, I yeah. can see a lot of parallels there in terms of both thematic concerns, but also just that sort of suspenseful small town um, thriller genre. Absolutely. So my third and final recommendation for this age range is I Am Out With Lanterns by Emily Gale. Again, this is a couple of years old now, but I wanted to revisit it and re-recommend it. Uh, it's really stayed with me ever since I read it. And I love the title, I Am Out With Lanterns. It comes from an Emily Dickinson poem. Emily Gale, the author, she has a fantastic understanding of how young people navigate things such as grief and friendship and teen angst. Uh, honestly, I don't know how she does it. She gets into the minds of teenagers so, so eloquently. Uh, so this book has six or seven, I can't quite remember, quite a few different um, points of view. So it's a group of friends and classmates that are starting year 10. The story, it jumps around quite a lot because there are so many different points of view, but 
it's somehow really cohesive and it follows these young narrators through their individual experiences of crushes and friendship feuds and family heartache but it also uh, intertwines their lives in a really clever way and it's obviously a very character-based narrative. Fantastic and again I just can't speak enough about the uh I guess the importance of young people at the moment having access to narratives that speak to their world when they're sort of stuck in this period, like all of us, of physical distancing um, to keep them connected uh, socially and to have those voices. I know certainly the teenagers in my life are struggling a bit, spending so much time only with adults and away from their peers. So I think it's a really good chance for the books they're reading to sort of feel part of that mm. gap, I guess. Um, I want to share what I'm reading with you. I'm not sure if you, you're going to share what you're reading with me, but completely... Um, you know, this isn't themed around First Nations writing or anything like that, but I think the recommendations you've made and the book I have in my hands now speak to the strength of First Nations writing, um, which I think, you know, is finally getting some of the public recognition that it deserves. Um, so I'm reading Throat by First Nations writer Ellen Van Nieven. Um, Ellen's first uh, book, Heat and Light, um, was one of the most spectacular books I've read. Um, I still really struggle with the fact that they are so young um, and so spectacular. It makes me feel old and unaccomplished. Um, this is the second collection of poetry that they've published uh, and just spectacular. I think such a significant voice in Australian literature um, across both poetry and prose. They've recently been writing poetry in the Saturday paper as well. Um, so uh, readers... Um, of that paper might have been exposed to their work for the first time. Pick up Throat, also go back through the back catalogue. Um, this is their third book. Um, Hit and Light is, um, you know, won multiple awards and is one of the most significant uh, books, I think, in Australian literature in the last five or so years. Um, so, yeah, highly recommend Throat. Well. I absolutely love the other poetry collection, Comfort Food. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, grab a copy of this available um, from independent bookstores who are delivering at the moment. Um, their work and book launches have obviously been derailed a little by the situation we find themselves in, but I know the Willis Centre is going to go ahead um, with an online uh, launch of this collection soon. So keep an eye out for that um, and get a copy. What are you reading, Karis? Uh, so I just started reading Exciting Times by Nisha Dolan, which for any fans of Sally Rooney, so if you read uh, Normal People or Conversations with Friends, Sally Rooney has um, spruced this book and said fantastic things about it. And I can tell straight away, I'm only a couple of chapters in and it's very Sally Rooney-esque. Mm -hmm. So uh, if you wanted some great Irish literature, it's actually set in Hong Kong, um, but the main character is from Dublin and I'm really enjoying it. So if you are a Sally Rooney fan and you have been hanging out for a new book by her, this one might just fill that void for you. Before you see the launch of Normal People, the television series, which I think is coming out. Yeah, yeah that's out now, I think. Oh, is it? Um, the other book I just finished on the weekend, very, very different, um, Liam Piper's uh, Sweetness and Light, which oh, is... Wow. Um, I was a little sceptical at first. I'm always sceptical about books that traverse... Uh, a lot of physical landscape, I guess. Um, I think it's a really difficult thing to do and to write well. Um, he's, it's a sort of crime-esque uh, work. Um, I don't want to give away too much of the plot because I think it's quite interesting, but the characters were so vivid. Um, I really, really liked the work. It's something way outside what I would normally read. So another Australian writer who's released a book into this 
difficult climate. So um, I strongly recommend that as well, a completely different sort of level if people are looking for something um, that will take them out of the current moment and out of their, their headspace. Yeah, great. I've been hanging out to read that, so... I, I would say I'd lend it to you, but that seems very difficult at the moment. <laughs> I can mail it to you. Um, thank you so much, Paris. Um, as I said at the start of this discussion, we're going to have you on board every couple of weeks um, with some new fresh recommendations. I've already got some great feedback from FAPE members who have um, passed on your recommendations to the young people in their lives and had some really good results already. So we're really happy to have you on board for Term 2 and um, we'll talk to you in a couple of weeks. Great. Thank you so much for having me. That was Karis McEwen, CBCA Victoria Branch President, CBCA Book Awards Judge, and of course, School Librarian at Richmond and Paran High Schools. As I said at the top of the episode, Karis will be joining us every couple of weeks throughout the term to make recommendations for young people who are reading at home. If you've enjoyed the podcast, please rate, review and subscribe on your podcast platform. And we'd love to hear any feedback. You can email me at educationofficer at vate.org.au or you can contact us on social media. Please stay safe and stay home if you can. We'll talk to you again soon.